I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, have you missed us? We are back. This is Ultimate Couch Fans. Uh, that chuckling on the other end of the line, I'm Christian O'Connell, is uh, my co-presenter Brian Lacey, who is currently, you were in Australia, you're now at your brother's place in Dubai, then you go to Moscow, I presume commentating for ACB? That's correct, mate, yeah, doing that. Excuse me, just take another sip of my mojito there, wait a second. <sighs> this guy. No, oh, oh, mate, that was delicious. Well, you're uh, delicious. opening up another um, uh, grappling school out there in Dubai, aren't you? <laughs> You and a couple of shakes wrestling for cash. That's right. I have got my uh, hijab on right now, and it's uh, uh, it's hot. I'm telling you, it's hot under here, mate. The hijab is hiding a lot of sweat. (laughs) And how was uh, how was Australia, mate? Australia is awesome. What a country! Great country, isn't it? What a great. uh, Oh, uh, mate, I, yeah, it's a wonderful place, wonderful people. And we had the uh, the first event there on the golf yeah. course, and it was, uh, yeah, it was really good, mate. Really good fun, really good fights. And uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, rumours are we might be going back two times next year. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all good for me and my tan. All right, then. Uh, so this is going to be uh, like a review of the year. We're going to talk about our favourite fights, KOs, submissions, some of which, I don't know what you've got, may have been in the last couple of weeks, might have uh, helped that. Uh, and also what we think about next year, our heroes and villains um, and our fighter of the year. Uh, and then the Samster's going to have his review as well. Before that, though, um, there's actually been quite a bit of action just the last couple of weeks. Uh, so this weekend, obviously, the big thing to talk about is uh, a poor, poor cub. Swanson uh, against Brian Ortega. What an amazing guillotine! Uh, the, the the rise of Brian Ortega is has been amazing. For five fights now, five finishes, um, and the way he does it, he, he absorbs so much punishment. Yeah, well, he's kind of losing. Like, I've never seen him actually win a round, and yet he's no. got this amazing win streak because. I, I saw John Kavanagh refer to it yesterday. When someone's that good at submissions, it's like a knockout artist. It just takes a split second, and that, that's it. It's done. And that's what happened. Cub Swanson was lighting him up on the first uh, the first round. He was winning it, and Cub looked absolutely brilliant. His footwork looks great. I loved it. And then he just... It wasn't even like Cub Swanson's neck was low, like he was going for a takedown. Um, he just kind of snaked it around, then jumped up, and and then when he re-gripped it as well, it was it was uh, it was amazing. There was something special the way the way he, he set that up, and uh, and like you said, re-grip to, to re-grip when you are you're not on the floor, you are he's stand, you you are being held up by your thighs and one arm. You re-grip it, and then uh, to get the submission. The warning shot was fired at the end of the first round. The, the anaconda yep. was set up when standing as well. That was that was something to behold. But you you you, you said it exactly right. Every fight he's been in, he gets an absolute beat. In the Clay Guida fight, he was yeah. on the back foot for most of it. He was he losing the entire fight. 
Exactly that, and he, he's got this jujitsu, this killer weapon that he just brings out at the end of end of the fight, or, or somewhere after he's after. His, his boxing is pretty good. He's actually got a great chin on him as well. But those submissions—that is, like he is—he has got to be. He's for me. He is surpassing Damian Meyer as the most yeah. dangerous jujitsu. Yeah, I think it's been a while that we've MMA. seen someone as exciting as that since I think uh, early sort of prime time uh, Meyer. And I think he might even be more of an exciting draw as well. What do you think then, as well? Also on the thing, Max Holloway um, beating Aldo for the second time. I like um, Ortega versus Holloway uh, for the uh, for for a fight next year. Oh, without, without a doubt. Ortega versus Holloway, Ortega versus Frankie Edgar. Yep. Um, either one of those is, is absolutely mouth-watering. The other, the other thing that, uh, that has, has come off the back of that, so that he went to Dana White, and every, this is Ortega, at the end of that fight, and everybody thought he was going to be calling for a title shot or the typical thing, doing the belt sign around his waist. He gets back on the mic and he goes, uh, no, I just wanted to reach out and see if I could find anybody with money who can help me help kids less fortunate than, than me get better like that that for me that it's another one he's got a great style he's a great personality his instagram is fantastic you watch him he's a real real california surf hippie he goes out on the beach he's training. yeah he comes across he's as just a right. really nice big-hearted warm guy and i even noticed when um because it was a horrible submission and you could see come and kind of you know it's a tough guy and it's been in some real wars as well but he kind of you know he said afterwards he kind of shit his pants and uh, I don't think in a kiss, I don't think in a kiss kind of way, but you see him trying to rub his chest, Bry, where he was trying to just check his heart was still moving, and the guy was all right. And also, I can't. I, were you also shouting at the referee? Who was? It was normally those camera angles are amazing in that cage, right? We always see the knockout, the submission, but the great big back. I forgot who the referee was. Obscured the best angle, didn't he? I was going, get out of the way. And also the ref had to be there. I was going, get out the way, his enormous pack. It's the size of my TV. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the ref with the beard. Is that the ref with the stupid beard? The, uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. Did you see Frank Trigg? Did you see Frank Trigg working? You know he's refereeing now. Oh. Frank Trigg, the former <laughs> fighter, he's refereeing now. Yes, <laughs> on a straight up. I absolutely love that, mate. I didn't see that because I watched. The- the only fight I saw on that card was the uh, the Ortega fight. I watched it just before I got on the plane back over. And uh, but that's awesome. Frank Trigg is in, back yep. in the cage. Yeah, but refereeing. That's yeah. but I think but I'd what, like what, to see more older fighters, Brian, rather than sticking around too long to go into sort of that kind of mentoring or that kind of role. I'd like to see all former fighters. You can only be a referee if you were if you were like a legend. That's, I, I, you know, I like that. There's, there's, you should be able to get more judges, more people around the sport, in the commission that were in the sport. Although there are some people that you've got to be able to push to the side because I heard Chris Lieben wanted to oh, move no. into officiating. Yeah, that, they like with everything. There's always an exception, okay? If, yeah, I mean, no, not, not Chris Lieben, no. <laughs> not Chris Lieben, mate. No, he, he would get involved. Draw in the line there, okay? And then, it, um, yeah. shall we leave Francis Ngannou? Because I think we're going to be talking about that punch and that yeah. knockout very soon in kind of our, our favourite bits that, of the year. That. Yeah. All right. Well, look, let's get into then our review of the year. First of all, Bry, how do you think this year's been UFC-wise for you? Hey, to use the old cliche, mate, I think it's been a game of two halves for the UFC. Um, uh, jumpers for goalposts and all that. But the, uh, I, I really do feel like the second half of the year, and even when we're talking about these cards that have snuck up on us, like the Holloway versus yeah. Aldo this weekend with uh, Robbie Lawler versus uh, Dos Anjos, this, this second half of the year from August onwards has been one of the greatest runs of yep. UFC fight cards, fight matchups big fights, uh, huge stories. 
Uh, whereas the first half of the year, it was. It, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad with it, with it being this way around because it's almost made us forget how bad that first half of the year was. I even went back through some of the cards before, um, and it's, it's just for me. It feels like the UFC is now getting back to where it needs to be, what it needs to do, and that's the momentum I want to see it carry into 2018. Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm happy we're at where we're at, but it's take it that first half of the year. Everybody was still asking those questions about WIMG, what 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 they want, what they're going to do. Um, but overall, mate, I think I think you can't argue that it has been one of the most fascinating, one of the most interesting, and with us doing the podcast as well, just being able to talk about all the stuff that's gone on. It's, it's, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it, and it's been a roller coaster. That's what yeah, it's funny you say two halves. That's exactly what I wrote down because um, I remember the first half of the year we were very critical. All proper fans were, long-term fans were critical of the work is being run. And and then I think, yeah, post-August, I think then the last couple of months have been the most exciting in, in, in years. There have been so many yes. great unexpected yeah. fights, titles changing hands, some fantastic fights, some really, really good entire cards, some that have surprised us, some really big emerging stars. Paul Felder at the weekend, not only is he a great fighter, but he's getting better and better in front of he the camera awesome. all the time. He's great. He, his Real natural. His interviews were great as well. Real natural. Yep. Absolute natural. And it sounds, when you know he's got that acting background, he's been a performer for a long time, um, it sounds... Yeah, because that always makes a huge difference, doesn't it? You know, because, uh, you know, Joe Rogan did rep for a couple of years, didn't he, at the old Vic? <laughs> He's off now. Here we go. One. I thought he was almost too sensible for the last ten minutes. He's got that acting background. The UFC live at the Old Vic. <laughs> not with Kevin Spacey, obviously. That was <laughs> no, not the spaceman. No. But yeah, yeah. If you've never seen uh, Joe Rogan play Oliver, it's incredible. I think he's in. Pa- isn't he? Isn't it Woking Panto this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a genie, sorry, he's a genie. That's <laughs> right, yeah, well, he, he, stepped, he stepped in for Uriah Faber, remember? That's right, that's it. I agree, I think that the last couple of months, and do you know what, when you talk about August and the kind of tipping point when it got back to being what we used to love about it, maybe there were teething problems in the fight, yeah, I think the whole Connor thing is, is the thing that's caused this. The moment that fight was done, I think then the UFC kind of had a bit of a monkey off its back, and what's been great about the last couple of the last four months is Connor hasn't fought yet. He's still the biggest star in the UFC and in combat um, sports. <laughs> and we're still talking about him, even though he hasn't fought for a couple of months and what he's been up to. Well, well, like, Where do you even begin what he's been up to the last couple of weeks? What? <laughs> Falling out with the Irish yeah, mafia? A price on his head? It sounds like a Liam Neeson movie. What's he going on? He did, slap, he did slap a commissioner, remember? That was uh, uh, one thing. So he semi got into the uh, into the Bellator yeah. cage for a scrap. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I think you're absolutely right. I think once that... The, the stuff that that fight and that's and we're going to get into all this sort of stuff with our, with, with the awards for the uh, uh, fighter fighter story and all that sort of stuff of the year. But once that muddy water had cleared and we got back to the UFC being the UFC, uh, it's made a huge difference. It's made a huge difference. But um, there are still ramifications from that that I think are going to uh, yeah yeah affect the next six to twelve months of uh, of what happens with the fighters and the UFC itself. All right, what is your uh, fight of the year? 
Now, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm a classic for this, so I do all these golden mentions and all that sort of stuff. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to say, on honorary mentions, uh, I have to go to Joshua Klitschko, because that, for me, the reminiscing about the heavyweight years gone by and seeing Anthony Joshua do, do that in the boxing ring uh, on such a big stage was fantastic. Nathaniel Wood versus Josh Reed in Cage Warriors yeah. is one of the most crazy fights I have seen Brilliant in fight. a very, very long time. But my, uh, my fight of the year is going to... Uh, uh, Cowboy Oliveira and Yancy Maderos. Yeah. This was a couple of weeks ago, and I just think it summed everything up I love about this sport. Uh, it's on the undercard, so it's in the prelims. It's two fighters with no media heat behind them, no, no pressure on their shoulders about uh, what's coming next, title shots, all that stuff. They just got in there, and from the moment the first bell sounded, they went to war. They went back and forth, and for Maderos to survive that first round, uh, to come back and cause the damage he did do to uh, to get the win over Charles Oliveira in the style he did. That is my fight of the year, my friend. Uh, yeah, that was fight of the year. Uh, same for me as well. And do you know what's really nice? Is they're actually, really? Yeah, awesome. honestly. Do you know what's been really interesting this year? There's been a couple of really, really great fights on the undercars and the prelims. Uh, there's been some really, really good... There is at the moment, I think... You know, they're, they're worried about, obviously, there's no John Jones and Conor McGregor. Is he coming back? Is he, you know, what's, what's he doing? Is he going to fight Manny Pacquiao? No one wants that. Uh, luckily, <laughs> everyone's forgotten about Paulie Melanarchy. Let's wake him up. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, I think there's some, there's some really, really exciting fighters right now. There's some really, really exciting talent in a lot of the divisions. Um, but um, for me, so yeah, that, that's definitely fight of the year. I'd also have to say, in terms of event fight of the year, it's not Mayweather and uh, McGregor. For me, it was it was the return of GSP and Bisping. It was one of those fights where I was almost breathless. Like I don't know, I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen. Can he do it? And in terms of an, an actual event where it becomes bigger than just two guys fighting, there's so much on it. It's it's almost dramatic. There's something amazing about it. Um, and watching that and just what an, an amazing end and violent end it was to it as well. Um, that would me would be more kind of an event fight of the year. And if I had to pick one fight that actually, between in terms of combat fighting, in terms of boxing and uh, UFC and MMA, it would be the Joshua Klitschko fight. Because actually, do you know what I really like seeing? It's not when it's a one-sided beating or something like that, or someone getting sparked out immediately, although that's hugely enjoyable, as you saw you know, recently. <laughs> it's actually someone being really, really tested and someone showing us something that they've got deep down in them. And to Joshua Klitschko, it was... Uh, it's been a while since the heavyweight uh, division has seen a fight like that, and I think boxing has seen a fight like that, and I thought that was just an incredible fight. Incredible fight. I love that. That, for me, would be overall fight of the year because it just had so much to it. It was so dramatic, um, and two great competitors as well, and AJ's really, really exciting. He's got a tough couple of years ahead of him uh, in terms of what he does next, but in terms of an, uh, just a fight with so much, and AJ really, really being tested and coming through it and almost being out, and I think a younger Klitschko probably would have finished him in the fifth round, but that's not the way it went. Um, so that that would that would be it for me. But yeah, in terms of USC, same as you, and then also just uh, that that GSP fight against Bisping. Love it, absolutely. And I think yeah, yeah, as when you talk, just you talking about that Klitschko fight with Joshua just gave me tingles again because it was uh, it's, it's massive for the heavyweight division. It reignited it. It's it's now meant there's so many options as far as what he does next that are interesting, that we want to see, that we want to find out what happens. But it was that classic thing, old guard. It was like a Rocky guard, fight. Young lion. 
taking on taking on the old uh, the old line as well. It was a, it was an absolute rocky fight, and uh, uh, boxing that was my fight of the year for, for boxing. Yeah. But yeah, I, I totally agree with what you say with uh, with all the others as well. And talking a about a boxing, did you, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, on Instagram earlier today, Brian um, Sylvester Stallone said really big news about uh, the new Creed movie, Creed Two. And then he had a picture of so uh, old uh, no. Sylvester Stallone fighting Brock Lesnar in the cage. I've got a feeling that they've signed up Brock Lesnar to be the, to be in the new Creed movie. I I hope so. Oh, Can you imagine geez, how bad his acting's going to be? Oh Jesus, mate! That's that is awful and brilliant at the same time. <laughs> it's both of those. and exciting. Uh, on so many levels, I need to. I, I almost want to put the phone down and get Instagram up just to see this picture now. But you need to see the photo. Off, it's an incredible. It's, it's quite poor photoshopping. You know, Stallone's a, <laughs> it's an Oscar winning. He's got money. Can't some kid do that <laughs> for him? Yeah. It's it's really really basic photoshop. It's nasty. Has, it, has, has he got Morning Matt working for him? He well, has. Yeah, he has got some clip art in there as well. It's a nice job. I, I honestly, yeah. unless he's doing his own kind of Rocky movie with Brock Lesnar called Brocky, um, which I hope happens, <laughs> um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see that. Oh, mate, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> let's, let's start a GoFundMe campaign off, for the movie Brocky, oh, even if Stallone doesn't want to do it. Let's make it. All right, let's Rocky, move on that, now to, uh, let's go on to Card of the Year. Now, for me, Bri, uh Card of the year. There have been some really, really good ones that have just, uh, all the fights have been great. Uh, I think it's really hard to go beyond UFC 217 with three new champions GSP, TJ Dillashaw, and, and Rose. Uh, I just thought that that whole card, they were all really, they were great, great fights, and the spe- all three of the speeches were humble, big hearted ones at the end. This has been the year of really just everyone calling each other out, swearing, the trash talking, too much homophobia for 2017. There was something amazingly violent about all those fights, but also something really humane and warm at the end uh, with some real human moments. And uh, I don't think there's been enough of that in, uh, in, in the UFC this year, but that UFC 217 was an amazing night of fighting. Yeah, I think I think you're slightly off mark, mate. You are you are missing. Um, it's a great argument, honestly. It's a great argument. But the the uh, UFC Fight Night 117, Saint Pru versus Okami. Oh God, yeah. Um, that, Sorry. That, that, I'm gonna that, that, I'm gonna resign immediately. <laughs> there's no, but you, you're bang on, mate. There's no there's no, there's no argument past uh, past that 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 fight card. But three titles changing hands. But but also the 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 whole card had shocks all the way through it had amazing wars all that Ma- madison square in fact with the main card sorry had there's just the, what happened over those two hours with that main card was something so special in mixed martial arts and uh, and the, the fact that all of all the title fights made it with no injuries no pullouts um all all that around it all the press gsp coming back taking the title uh becoming the greatest of all time in my eyes at least and uh and then giving up the title after sort of two hours, going, no, no, sod that. <laughs> that's, that's it. I no, don't want this. Uh, take it back. You want me to fight who? You want nah. me to fight who? No, not doing that. Whoa, Sorry. Whoa. No. And then Dana giving the, oh, I'm absolutely fine with this. Uh, it's no biggie at all. I'm absolutely fine with this. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, of course yeah. you are. Uh, what, what you, yeah, of course you are. What you have seen is Dana wearing a lot of long sleeves recently because he's doing a lot of self-harming. That's all uh, I yes. reckon. He's yeah. just sat in there just carving GSP into his arms. <laughs> How can he be fine with that? We're all a bit disappointed. You know, I'm not, I'm not surprised because that's not his natural weight and I don't think he fancies 
fancies getting hit by those kind of weights. I think fair enough. Um, I, I, that's that's what I think. I think GSP doing it on his terms, coming back on his terms, and even Dana White saying, no, it's in his contract, he has to do that, and then GSP going, no, nah, there's the title. We don't know what's happening next with him, but the, there's no surprises in the fact that, that he's not taking on that middleweight division because, let's face it, but apart from uh, Michael Bisping... Um, I, I can't Who, let's, let's be honest, Bisping's one. amazing, but he's a one-eyed guy. And he's going, listen, unless there's any more no-eyed guys, I ain't up for this middleweight stuff, okay? You got any blindos? Any, any news? Any news on Matt Hughes? Is he, is he ring ready yet? <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, mate. Merry Christmas, Matt Hughes. Hey, listen, you know there's nothing but love for, from all of us to the great Matt Hughes. Oh, my point is, he doesn't want to be. But, but I tell you what it does give us, Wow. Lukey and Bobby Knuckles back oh, in back Lukey in Australia. Perth, Knuckles. February next year. Winner <laughs> takes the belt. What a great fight! Winner takes it all. They look, finally, GSP listens to Luke Rockhold. You don't want this. Get out of my division. You don't want that fight. That amazing Get speech out. he made. That amazing speech Lukey made. Yeah, yeah. The worst. Yeah, the worst case uh, speech of the year is that. Just how yeah, can somebody, man. How can somebody so physically perfect yes. be so inept? <laughs> Speaking. It's so bad. Just oh, out so of bad. division, man, my way. What? Yeah, <laughs> what? What, you prick? <laughs> you absolute knob jockey, what are you saying? <laughs> oh, but let's, let's listen. Now, they did the flip side of that coin as he is facing Robert Whittaker, who has officially accepted, that, not the Reaper, but Bobby Knuckles. In fact, if you go on his shirt dog, uh, this could be the story of, uh, of 2017 for me. He's now moved into, uh, he's got two nicknames on Sherdog, which is uh, the Reaper and Bobby Knuckles. But the fact he's even talking about it and welcoming it back into his life, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Bobby Knuckles, long live the king. Well, that leads us into then, um, we agreed that 217 was card of the year and there have been some great cards, especially in the last six months. Who is our fighter of the year? Well, that, that does lead us into that. I think there's, there's anyone who says is anybody but this man is wrong. There are some great fighters. We've had Holloway do some amazing things. Uh, Johnson break the record. DJ uh, Dillashaw reclaim his title. Whitaker become the middleweight. But George St. Pierre returning to the UFC, going up a division, taking on somebody, being the underdog going into that fight, getting a beating uh, during that fight, looking like there was no way he could win pulling out the victory, taking the belt, and then you said it earlier as well, just dropping the belt in front of Dana White and, on his terms and saying, I'm not defending that. I'm, whatever I do next is up to me. There, there is no greater argument, not just for fighter of the year, for, but for greatest yep. fighter of all time. Yeah, he's something Tank, else. Yeah. To come back after no fights in four years, when so much of the sport has changed dramatically in the last four years, and to actually look to have his boxing look sharper, to actually worked on his game in that time and progressed it somehow, despite no competitive action in four years, and then become a middleweight champion of the world uh, is is sensational in anyone's book. He is he is fighter of the year. He is fighter of the he's fight he's fighter of the decade. He's fighter of all time. He is he is amazing to do all of that to climb that mountain to come back to step in to go up a weight class and then to pull the victory out in that fashion was uh, yeah that that is. That is a true MMA god. It, tying in second place for me, Bobby Knuckles. 
right? I love I love Bobby Knuckles because I think he's yeah, he's my Bobby. kind of fighter. He's a really, really, really technically smart striker. He's just great. That Yo yeah. Romero fight, let's not forget what great fight that was. Basically, he was down to one leg, and he's a striker, and he beat Yo Romero, which is incredible to be that strong, that smart, how he then asked him to make an adjustment when his, his knee's blowing out from that freak, just basically breaking it. Um, it was an incredible fight. So he ties in second place with Rose for me. Um, to come through all that kind of abuse she was getting, I mean, really, really scary, intimidating abuse in the run-up to her fight in uh, 217, and uh, to stay calm, to stay level-headed, and to pull off that huge upset, one of the biggest upsets in the UFC, not just this year, ever. Uh, Rose and uh, Bobby Knuckles tying second place for me for Fighters of the Year. That's it, yeah, I, I can go with that. I, I also think uh, uh, Holloway, obviously, just the victory finally cleaning up that division, so he is now seen as, as, the, as, the, as totally the champion of, of that, that, that division and then uh, also Tony Ferguson with claiming that lightweight belt as well that there's um, it, it, for me that where we stand now and we'll talk about this as we get to the end of the thing but where we stand now we are in good shape for this year. Oh, I can't wait for next year so many great possible matchups <laughs> next year well, okay. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, let's talk about then um, knockout of the year. Um... There have been, there've actually been some really good knockouts this year. So there's been some fantastic ones. Um, I was, I was looking back at some of the. There was the uh, Overeem face planting Mark Hunt, Paul Daly's flying knee of Brennan Ward. For me, yes, and Garnu, and Garnu. I mean, I mean, just a horrific but amazing KO. There's, uh, and it, it, there's so much more than just that knockout. Now, this, uh, again, the heavyweight division has, has sort of been stifled a little yeah. bit because we're missing stars. It used to be uh, the heavyweights, of, and this is boxing as well, that was a division. That was the, It was all was about the heavyweight division. Baddest, that was it. That was the baddest man on the planet. And you'd fear and Mike Tyson, even just watching him to walk to the ring, you'd, you'd struggle to think, how does anyone get the nerves to step in the ring with him? And we've not had anybody like that. We've had... Uh, Uberim come through uh, uh, USADA and change physically. We, we've not had anybody imposing or scary or where we go, wow, what, what is this man capable of? Or, yeah, who's going to bring him down? And you just watch Nganu walk into the cage. You see the frame of the man, the size of the man, the trajectory he's gone on since he's joined the UFC from nowhere. I'd, I'd never heard of Nganu. He's got a good and story then, as well, yeah. He's got a great story. And to, to say that he did what he did to Alistair Overeem, it wasn't just that knockout, that uppercut, which uh, somehow, uh, hopefully, Overeem's head is soon to return to earth. 
But I think his head has landed in that um, Bellator heavyweight Grand Prix. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but but now what that means, that knockout means is we are now excited about St- January. Stipe. I mean, Miocic, who's a great counterpuncher. I mean, we're going to find yeah. out how good is, I mean, he's big. He knocked out Overeem. Overeem is chinny. He can be, you know, he can be. Not, however, not taken away. That was an amazing punch. I mean, an amazing punch. O- Overeem. Amazing punch. Overeem is without a doubt the most highly decorated and yeah, skilled striker. He's a proper legend. The, uh, he's won a, uh, a title in every single promotion he's, he's, he's fought in from MMA, K1. Um, and he is physically and technically, without a doubt, the most complete striker in the heavyweight division. One of the best strikers in MMA. And for Nganu to go file for fire, and when you see that, when you see even in slow motion those shots that Overeem misses with his, and then Nganu comes back. With that well, it looks like Overeem's kind of moving out the way, and it's kind of a strange. It's not quite an uppercut. It kind of comes from a kind of a, a different kind of angle than a normal kind of uppercut coming yeah. up through the guard, but. It's just a, a polar. I mean, it's an electrifying stun gun of a knockout. As Joe Rogan and Ket sort of getting almost aroused, going, "Look at his feet all twisted like that." So, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, Mister Rogan. But I hear you were an amazing actor. Were you once in Casualty? I believe. He was. He kept going. Can we get? Can we get a close up of that? No. The, can we get a close up? Is he dead? He looked, it was horrific. The the only way anyone's ever going to beat him, Brian, is by a really really good counter puncher, a really strong puncher. Stipe's got. I mean, he's he 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 knocks people out while he's going backwards. Look, we did. Look, what he's done before. I mean, who knows? But I can't wait to see that fight. But that's what that knockout means. It means we are now excited about the heavyweight division and the potential of having our. And I'm using these quotes in the air Mike Tyson of our generation yeah. coming through that, that's what we want we want the heavyweight generation to be that scary what the hell how does how does anybody face a human like that and Ngannou has the whole package but he's going up against Stipe Miocic who is one of the baddest men on the planet, but also, yeah, like you said, that counter striker, which is if you do the MMA mass, which is a crazy thing to do, but if you do it, he might have the style to uh, to, to, to knock um, Ngannou off that. Well, you're just so excited about that fight. I mean, I can't remember heavyweight uh, fight that I was more excited about since uh, it's up there with uh, JDS and Prime Kane Velasquez. Do you remember how exciting it oh, was yeah. where oh, could yeah. get, you could make a case for either of these two to walk away with the belt? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Exactly. Like, there's, there's, I'll think about the fight, and one way I think there's no way Ngannou's going to lose, and then I'll think about it, and I think there's no way Stipe can lose. It's, it's so good, and it's great. Again, it's that thing that now 2018 is coming, and that to be one of the first cards of the year. That, that is a headline that, that Stipe Miocic is defending his belt against Ngannou. That is tantalizing, and it is a great way to kick off 2018. Uh, we're doing for submission of the year. I, uh, I kind of I have to go for uh, well, much as Ortega was an incredible guillotine, and he's a he's a proper uh, submission artist. For me, though, uh, it's Demetrius Johnson. Um, what he did against Borg was was incredible. That's a real kind of uh, that's real artistry and flair. To be able to transition like that, I still think that's my favourite submission of the year. Oh, without that, mate, we're bang on the same page. So I've put, uh, as honorary mentions, Brett Johns with his calf slicer. That oh. horrible reverse guillotine that is going around the internet at the minute. Have you seen, have yeah. you seen that with the, um, from the China? So there's that. I don't know. Somebody called it a dragon something. I don't know what, what the exact name for it is. But I think that's I, something I you and Frank Mir get up to. No, that's not the old dragon <laughs> position. Right. The dragon wheelbarrow, isn't it? Is that the one with you? <laughs> anyway, we don't need to go into that now. That's- 
Demetrius Johnson, the uh, the um, ingenuity of it, the, uh, the the time in the fight it was to take that risk, to pull off that move, that um, that that is without a doubt uh, the, the submission of the year. Yeah, it's a, it's a proper like, you know, he's when he does something like that, he's like a kind of Jimi Hendrix. They're a virtuoso. There's just something amazing about what they do as well. Um, in terms of, i got like, a couple of thoughts on exciting prospects for next year. Obviously, Francis Ngannou, and also, I think, from this country, Darren Till. Darren Till is, is one of the standards. He's got, he's got the mouth. He's got that dual marketability as far as he's got that Brazilian, uh, the Scouse Brazilian that he can talk, and as well as uh, uh, the European, the UK side that is, is, is really getting behind him as well. That's what I'm liking as well. He feels like a fighter that, um, and it's, again, this, this question always comes up when you see someone come to the end of their career, like Michael Brisbane, you go, well, who's going to pick up the mantle? Somebody always emerges. The mystery and the beauty of this sport, and Darren Till is that person that is, uh, is riding really fast. Uh, that, that win over Cowboy Cerrone, his speeches, what he does. Uh, also, do you know what, Brian? He looks really well. big. He, he looks like a guy who he's can... massive, mate. He he's, he's really massive. tall and long, and I can easily see him going up up to middleweight and even light heavyweight I think he's got a really exciting future ahead of him yeah yeah he, he, he is he's so exciting with, with that style he's got as well um, he's had one test with Cowboy Cerrone there's more tests that are going to come because yeah. you can feel the UFC starting to put their money behind him as well they were, they were te- teasing us with the thought of a Wonderboy Thompson and Darren Till fight happening just a few weeks after or was that a, weeks after or before um, the, the already announced UFC London card so you can tell the UFC are getting behind them, and it's it's rare you can feel that with the UFC. They 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 get it wrong so often nowadays. But with this one, I think this yeah, Darren Till could be flying the flag for us uh, for a very long time. What do you think is your story of the year? What's the biggest? What's the big takeaway for this year? Well, we've we again we've we've sort of touched on it slightly, but I think it was uh, what made the water muddy was the the Maymac. Uh, the, yep. the whole thing around that has had. A huge effect on the start of the year, and just the fact it happened, what um, the way it came about, the, uh, the 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 media melee that followed with the, the the world tour that they went on, us being there in the London one as well, feeling that atmosphere, feeling how how special that event was. Um, but the other side of it is the effects, the knock-on effect it is already having with regards to uh, blocking up uh, divisions. So McGregor looks like he is going to fight. Manny Pacquiao next year. But that's Manny, just, yeah, Brian, what do you think about that? I've boxing. got, I'm not interested. I could buy, we bought into the hype. We bought into the hype and actually on the show, <laughs> mate, mate. really went to town <laughs> for that guy. Mate, <sighs> I've got a website selling wolf tickets for that show. It's still, still accepting money. That's, that's, that's the fact. Um, but, but, but Pacquiao that's coming out of retirement, I don't care. Pacquiao oh, isn't the draw anymore that he all. used to be. It's like, he needs to come no. back to the UFC, but I guess it's hard for him to be motivated now to picking up what five or six million which is still huge money um but yeah. when he's got 100 million in his bank account and he could possibly get i don't know what they're talking about 25 30 35 at least for fighting manny pacquiao i guess it's like and then why doesn't he go to wwe because i think it's a tricky thing i think his brand right now is where he needs it to be if he comes back to the ufc I think it's really hard fights for him, and I, I, I can't guarantee that he even wins if he goes up against some of the beasts who are now have spent this year fighting in the cage and are now better. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he is moving into a world of his own, and he, he's called it all the way through the, um, the, the 
the McGregor Mayweather press conference is half a fight, and that's that's how he sees it. Boxing is half a fight for him. He's not getting kicked in the head. His body is not taking a training camp where he is getting wrestled and grappled and uh, submitted or doing all that. It's half a fight. That's half the fight he's training for for more than three, four times the money. So. If if, you, if we learn anything from McGregor and his rise, yes, he's a, an amazing martial artist. I'm a massive fan, but he is a businessman. He is somebody who is in it for the money. He is somebody who wants... If you see all the pictures, the Lamborghinis, the, the fancy houses, the, 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 all that sort of stuff. He's in it for that. And that's those fights, unfortunately, they don't interest us. But they will make him the money that that will um that that will yeah that will set him up and, and may mean that we never see him fighting that uh, octagon again, which is which is an, another tra- travesty of of off the back of this story of the year of mine, which is which is the fact that he actually boxed Mayweather. Yeah, it has to be. It, it's, it, it was the biggest uh, story in boxing and MMA and the UFC. It was the it was the biggest story. It's the breakout story, and now he's possibly fighting Manny Pacquiao, which is just bizarre. It's oh, nuts. God. Absolutely oh, insane! Oh, absolutely I really want to see him fight in the UFC. If you could, if you could, if you could make him fight anyone in the UFC, who would you like to see him fight? That's straight up Tony Ferguson. Yeah, straight up, straight in there. Let's let's get that fight on. That is him versus El Kakui. El Kakui can use those uh, those wraparound shades. Last seen in the Matrix in '98, <laughs> he can fight in them. <laughs> oh, oh, he'll, he'll ankle pick him in the weigh-ins. He'll do all that. He'll have Fabricio <laughs> Perdue in his corner for it. Uh, Colby Covington will be his uh, Ice Man. Or he'll, he'll, but you know what? You know that is the fight. That is it. Yeah, it Technically, is. Um, we want to see. We know that's the best weight for for McGregor. We, he does. He has done amazing things in our sport. He has changed the world of MMA in the short time he's been in it. And that is the fight we need to make. But the fight he will he will take, the fight that will happen, the fight that we are inevitably going to be talking about and watching will be Mayweather, uh, McGregor versus uh, Pacquiao, which which is, is <laughs> absolutely gutting. <laughs> Ludicrous. Ludicrous. And I tell you now, right, if that fight, if that fight happens, you look back, I've, I've, I've re-watched the, 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 uh, the Maymac fight a couple of times, right? And you realise... He was carried for, for those rounds. Okay, it's it's oh, so yeah. obvious, yeah. right? You almost and had yeah, him. Did you see that uppercut? Who's done that to him in the oh, last couple of years? Wow! All yeah, those punches hey, he hey, landed. Hey, next round's on me, fellas. Come on, but no, it's, it's if you. I think Manny Pacquiao, Bry, busts him up in a, in about three rounds. I think he. I, I, I think <laughs> yeah. honestly, I, I think even though he hasn't been fought in two years and he's not his prime anymore, I still think he'd just kick the shit out of Connor. I don't think he'd be have any truck with carrying him for ten rounds and then and getting rid of him. Yeah, and then we can really get to, on to talking about McGregor versus Amir Khan because that's the fight, mate. That is well, the fight hang on, what's happened to Paulie Malinaji? Where's uh, that's the one we want, isn't it? Come on, <laughs> lest we forget. Um, I've got I've, I've got some emails actually to share with you, right? Of other people's reviews of the year. This is from uh, Donna, one of the first people to ever email the show back in like episode two. Her review of the year, her fight of the year, she went for uh, Justin Gagey versus Michael Johnson, which was a great barn burner of a fight. Yeah, oh, Gagey's debut in the that. UFC as well. As well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love yeah, exactly that. that. Her fight of the year is Holloway, uh, twelve fight winning streak. Won the strap, beat Aldo. Submission. She's gone same for us with Mighty Mouse uh, and the uh, arm armbar combo. Her KO, Mike Perry versus Jake Ellenberger, standing elbow. That is- 
Forgot that's about so that. Brutal. That's a great shout done. Awesome stuff. Uh, also, uh, she's gone for uh, knockout. Uh, hers is uh, 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 Paul Daly versus uh, Brennan Ward, the one I touched on with that that flying knee, which is just <laughs> horrendous. Yeah, that's brutal as well. That's a great shout. Yeah, and and also a Brit in there as well. Good to see. Now, who, who's your hero? Who's your villain of 2017? So, hero, hero is something, and this, this, somehow these stories just pop up recently, but um, it, it just caught my eye, caught my heart, and uh, I've heard a lot of good things about this man in the gym, in and around the gym. He's been around the spot. He is now the longest-serving UFC fighter, and he stepped out of the octagon for a super fight of his own, Diego Sanchez. Oh, uh, come on, I've got him as well. The fight with the Down syndrome, yeah. lad. <laughs> That's oh. Yeah, that's right. So this young man he's been working with for uh, years, and he's been training with him and uh, just, just yeah, making him part of his life. And you can see it works two ways. You can see there's true love there, and the fact he gave him the opportunity to put those skills out there, to step into a cage, armbarred Diego Sanchez. And by the way, by the way, when he did do it, I think he did genuinely hyperextend his arm. So uh, uh, for Diego to do that, and for, for somebody you just see, you picture Diego Sanchez as somebody covered in blood in wars. He's just such, he's, he's just such a warrior, isn't he? I mean, he's never not looking 100% intense and like a loon. He just yeah. loves to fight. He's, he's, he's 100% he in every fight. He's, he's commits to everything. He's truly passionate about what he does. But what you don't see about these fights is that you, you picture that as his personality. He must be a wild man. He must be an animal. He is a uh, he is a, a true ambassador of this sport in every sense. He, he gives it all in the cage and what he gives outside the cage that we don't even see and we don't even know about. And I've heard talk when people have gone over to um, Jackson Winks and young fighters uh, have gone over there, they've, they've talked about how welcoming he is, how much work he does, the, the effort he makes to say hello to people, um, of no matter what where you are in your career, whether you're there just to train for fun or you, you're there as a pro fighter, uh, and that just tops it off for me. It was, it was a heartwarming story, and off the back of all the stuff we've seen with McGregor off his face, jumping in a cage, chasing people around with John Jones crashing into pregnant ladies and failing drug tests with all that stuff around. These are the people that we should be really celebrating. So Diego Sanchez, my hero of the year. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Diego Sanchez because the same story I thought was an amazing story and uh, what, a, what, a, what a big-hearted guy to do that and to give uh, that lad that moment in there as well. It was his life goal to fight in the cage and to do that. And also, yeah. do you know what I really like? There's a photo from it where Diego is still in his fighting stance in the cage doing that, that terrifying... He's not like... He's not mucking around. He's still he's still Diego. You lock him in that cage, he's still Diego. And I'm like, wow! It's, I was scared just looking at the photo. <laughs> that poor kid almost backed out. That's uh, But you're quite right. He gave it all. He, he, yeah, he gave that kid that moment. But he, he, I'm sure he, uh, yeah, I'm sure he enjoyed it just as much. That was, that was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, mate. The other, uh, the other person I had for an honourable mention in Hero of the Year is uh, big, <laughs> big Derek Lewis. Big Derek Lewis oh, rescuing people oh. in that big old truck of his. Not only does that he um, he put a beat down on Travis Brown when, to be honest, Derek was out on his feet, you know, and he had that big old plate of ribs before the fight and said afterwards he just needed a big shit. <laughs> That's where that front kick hurt like that. He actually said that afterwards. Said he just needed a big poo. <laughs> 
at the end, I think it's in between round one and two. He actually looks like he's he's sat on the sweating so heavily. He looks like he's waiting for the menu. (laughs) The service in here is shit. <laughs> when they offer him a stool, he goes, "No, I can't sit down right now." When I take a seat, man, I'm seriously, <laughs> it's about to go Justine Kitchen here. Yeah, but rescuing people during the during the floods, you know, even Confederates and racists and stuff like that, just with that, I thought that's an incredible, incredible thing to do. And also, not only just beating Travis Brown, but also saying about him, calling him to task as well uh, about the uh, the uh, the allegations as well. Um, Yeah, I think Derek Lewis is is another contender, but Diego for me. In terms of the villain for me, villain of the year, there's been uh, way too much homophobia, and it's 2017. It doesn't make the sport look great. It doesn't make the sport look like, like, like what it's full of, which is some of the people we've talked about, all these big-hearted people, these really intelligent fighters like GSP and Rose and yeah. TJ Dillashaw. When you've still got that in, in any other sport, if you're even if you've been rumoured to be being homophobic and you're a player on the football pitch, you'll miss games. They stamp down on that and they should do because you're a role model. You're lucky to earn that money. You're in a privileged position. Yeah. There are thousands of people who are, want your place. The same in the UFC. It's on camera. It goes around the world, and there are idiots that find that stuff funny still, and you're endorsing it. They should be kicked off cards. I don't, know how, don't care how big they are. It's, I think the sport's bigger than that now, and I think it's terrible that they still carry on with it, and it's just kind of written off as, 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 as banter leading up to a fight. It's not that. It's not that at all, mate. And, and you're absolutely right. It's not just a sport that needs to stand down, mate, but, but the promotions. They need yeah. to step up, and no matter who says, who says it, no matter how much of a star they are, no matter what the potential is, it's the message you are sending, not just to this generation of fans, but that is, you're setting a tone. You are setting an absolute tone and precedent for, um, for, for the days to come. And um, for me, yeah, that, that, the fact that it's been, it's happened so often, almost every, once every two months, somebody said something and, uh, and it just needs to be stopped, mate. It's 2017. This is a, a wonderful, amazing sport. We live in a fantastic and beautiful, wonderful world, not getting all hippie and Christmas on you. But um, they, the promotions do need to do exactly what you said. That when somebody does something like that, the ramifications need to absolutely uh, signal that it's, it's not sta- we're not standing for it. And, uh, and in 2017, that message is not something that we will associate ourselves with, no matter how big a star or an athlete you are. Uh, for our um, listeners, the uh, the number one villain of the year is the. Uh, I've seen nothing but one name, John Jones. Yes, well, that's mine, mate. That is, is it? it. You, you, you've uh, you've talked about that. I was going to talk about. Um, I was actually going to talk about McGregor as well, just because of what is happening, and we, we sort of touched on it with the ramifications from uh, from his fight with Mayweather. But John Jones for me, mate. John Jones, genuinely this, this, this heartbreaking the... for him and us as well, because we all brought into that story of redemption. Everything, it felt like that, that corner had been turned. And also, because of the talent, we were all itching to see what he is capable of. Um, uh, and we've, we've, we've had glimpses of absolute genius. Some of the most amazing moments in the sport have been down to that man. But some of the, the only person that has taken it away from, from him is himself. And that is, that is the story of John Jones, not just through this year, um, but for the last few years. And it's just... It's sad that he is not just wasting his talent for himself, but also for for what he he could be the greatest. That he should be the greatest of all no, time. You no, know, you're right there. He, the emphasis is right. He he should be. He's got more natural skill and that kind of. Where did he even yeah. get that from? Than any other fighter. Now we talk about GSP. His is a more athletic 
learn. He's also got so much natural skill as well. But John Jones does, yeah. does something else that no one you've never seen done before. Yeah, yeah, he he he, he did things all the way through his career that made that made your jaw drop. That that suddenly you you saw the potential physical potential of what what was capable or people could be capable of in the cage. You also just saw him eat up every single opponent that went through him, no matter what they would do. Uh, he destroyed his opponents and and just the, the the rise was amazing but the fall he's been on over the last few years as it's tra- I, I i think it's the saddest story of our sport yeah it is the fact that john jones uh has, has wasted that because if it's, it's likely very likely he will not be back for no. four years four years minimum and then, and then we don't even know if he's going to come back and what happens to him in the next four years if he's yeah. if he has trouble yeah. focusing you know when he's got this going on and fights and and another chance a second shot in life and then he and then something happens to that and he screws that up i don't know i don't know if he will be back in four years time yeah that that question the what if the what if will always be uh be uh, hung over his head and that's that's yeah it's just it's not just it makes him a villain but as somebody as a fan it, it makes me really sad that we are not getting to see the best years of John Jones in that cage. I want to give honourable mentions here to three commentators who've been outstanding this year. Brian and I, we are ultimate couch fans. Another one of us is Danielle Cormier. I mean, what a great commentator. Oh. Just a joy. <laughs> I, I get happy when... The, you, you, oh, da, DC's there. You know it's going to be a fun DC. hang. He's so excitable. He's us. He's, you know, he's a great did fighter. You, did you just say it's gonna? Did you just say it's gonna be a fun hang? Yes, sorry. Sorry, I'm 21 at high school in Arizona. When you're when you're watching the UFC, do you, do you like send the Twitter going like I'm hanging with <laughs> Joe Rogan and DC? Right? You know, you're what you're not hanging. You do know that, don't you? You know. I feel like I'm hanging in my front room with my homies, okay? <laughs> with, 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 yeah, okay, mate, okay. <laughs> listen, he is a good hang. He's one of the best hangs. I've He's ever one of the best hangs. Right, best now you come round to it. it. Listen. You'll no, be no, saying no, it, that uh, ACB fight in Moscow, you were going, Frank, it's great to hang with you again. <laughs> All right, let's hang with the fighters. <laughs> Uh, the other DC uh, who's, who's 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 brilliant as well is Dominic Cruz, and uh, I really yes. I really like the work he's been doing. We talked about Paul Felder earlier, who's just a natural uh, broadcaster. But they uh, one yeah. of my hi- one of my highlights in the commentary this year was just uh, when Paul Felder called something out during a fight when they were when they were calling it together, and uh, Dominic Cruz just said, <laughs> "Nice, nice call, Felder." <laughs> That was, I got goosebumps thinking about that. I dream one day Dominic Cruz is going to say that to me. And then Luke, Luke Rockhold's there. We're hanging together. We're going for bubble teas. It's lovely. If Paul Felder had a tail, I reckon it would have just been wagging so much when Dominic Cruz gave him that little compliment. Huh? It was, uh, it, it, yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. It was, uh, yeah, Dominic Cruz, he also argues with Joe Rogan. That's one yep. of the things I like. He's one of the few commentators, like DC and Joe Rogan, they're, they're hanging. They're really hanging. Well, well you know why? They've, they've come from that strong acting uh, tradition as well. You know, they're all at RSC together. I think that's where they met originally. <laughs> that's right. That's it. They did, they did tour for a little while. With, they did, uh, yeah. Shop of Horrors. Vicar, where, yeah, and also Vicar uh, Wears Your Trousers, that Tom Stoppard play that they did in the West End for, <laughs> at the Lyric, I think, for six weeks. Um, now let's talk about 2000. And before we go, then uh, 2018. What do you want for, for for next year? I I think it's time for Bisping to step down from fighting. I I really do. And seeing his two losses, he he, he fought too quickly. Uh, we, we all know that now. I'm sure even he thinks that too. 
And even his coach, Jason Perillo, said he wants to have a sit down with him over the new year and work out, you know, when's it time to call it a day? And it can't just be that you're just still hanging in there because the money's great. I'd like to see Bisping have yeah. one last stand here in London in the new year. Um, but I, I think it's time for Bisping to, to retire on his trusty shield. Yeah, yeah, he's given so much, man. He's given so much to the British fans. The, the, the whole journey of uh, of Michael Bisping from getting subtitled on the first <laughs> Tough Series or the second Tough Series all the way through to becoming uh, the most unlikely world champion that, that, that possibly we, we, we've ever expected. It is, uh, it's amazing. He's, he's one of the best promoters of fights. He's, the work he's doing out there, he's great on Fox Sports. When you watch Well, he was about there. a week after, you know, getting knocked out again, he was uh, working the desk uh, for, <laughs> yeah, for the Holloway fight, wasn't he? He was working the desk for that. And he's got yeah he's got his podcast as well he does all that stuff and uh, and and you you're right that that will be a beautiful moment him to step into London get the uh, uh, the reception the um, the adoration he, he really deserves for all he's done for the sport and uh, that that should be when you talk about fighters stepping down at the right time that's his moment that he it's, it, they won't be back in London for another year so it's very no. unlikely that he will uh, yeah he will get the opportunity so it's it's almost forced upon him it's, it's similar to when uh, Brad Pickett had to, uh, had to well retired in London that day came up and I think exactly the same for Bisping I think he needs to see that opportunity really grab it and really enjoy that moment because he deserves it he really deserves a great send off because he's, he's been amazing uh, what are the other hopes would you want from the UFC next year obviously we both agree we'd like Connor to come back and fight um, but outside this of that is, yeah Outside of that, I think uh, with Connor coming back to fight, my my aim, my my hope, my dreams for 2018 are that the belts become what they should be, and that is something special. That is something that, uh, yeah, a champion means something. Whereas all this super fight stuff that is bouncing around, it's fun. I don't. I mean, I'm a fan. I'll watch. I'll watch any any sort of any fight to be honest, but. What I really want is to get back to those belts, meaning something. The divisions are yeah. now set to, uh, um, yeah, so that they can. They, we've got some rising stars coming through. We've got amazing champions in each division. Now, now four champions. There's no interim champions anymore. Um, so for me, that is that is something that I hope comes uh, comes to fruition. That that those belts, those belts that, that everybody dreams about when they're training when they they first start MMA that they dream about that moment that they get a belt around their waist that 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 becomes um yeah it gets back to that I think it's naturally going that way now um the only big super fight I want next year is uh uh Demetrius Johnson versus TJ I'd love to see that happen I hope it really happens because I think if you look at the lightweight divisions featherweight divisions welterweight middleweight heavyweight The only one missing out there is is because what's going to happen with the with the light heavyweight. But anyway, just those three, those 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 divisions I mentioned, they're all stacked really deep in talent now, and really exciting fights. The top five, even the top ten, and all those divisions, they're really deep in talent, and there's loads of great fights to happen next year from all, all of those uh, weight classes. Yeah, yeah, and as long as as long as uh, Dillashaw drops down to one twenty-five, he says he wants that belt. He says he wants to fight Demetrius in his weight class. Then that makes it a legitimate yes. fight because uh, apart from Henry Cejudo, who is who is reestablished, it's getting better all the time as the number one contender, always getting better. Um, but he's fought, he's, he's, he fought him so so not that well, not that long ago that it's, it's too soon for them to redo that fight. That makes perfect sense to me. But yeah, all these other belts, let's get these, let's do what they used to do, build the contenders. Um, 
give the 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 uh, the, the belt, the, the the kudos, the credence that it deserves, and then let's find out who's the best in each weight class. And uh, and and then it, 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 things happen naturally. You get those rising stars, you get the momentum, you get the stories. It all follows suit when you keep on track. And and there's that one goal, that gold belt round your waist. All right, buddy. Listen, um, have a safe trip on to Moscow and then back home. I will see you in the new year. Enjoy this weekend's fight. It's been uh, great fun doing oh. the show with you this year as well, buddy. Oh, it's been awesome. It's one of my favourite things. So, uh, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Congratulations as well, mate, on all the success with your book. If uh, if people don't know about that, you should. Uh, yeah, the Radio Boy is uh, is, is it's, it's a perfect place to pu- uh, uh, to plug it on a very violent um, podcast. You know, because a lot of people <laughs> listen to this thinking, yeah. I hope we're going to pick up uh, a good children's book at the end. <laughs> what, basically what we just Listen. said is we just end that what do you want next year more extreme violence make sure you buy my children's book Radio Boy have a great Christmas everyone <laughs> hey listen mate it's been great hanging with you Ali. oh you fucker <laughs> alright mate take care mate I'll see you in the new year take care take mate bye all right, thank you very much for uh, listening to the podcast. Sorry we haven't been in action over the last couple of weeks. Uh, there'll be another one next week, a little Christmas and New Year one. It will be uh, the real karate kid, 15-year-old Samster, the real karate kid, uh, his review of the year. Also, what I do is I go through some of yours as well. So if you want to email me, I will go through a load of your emails, your fights of the year, any unusual categories that we haven't uh, covered as well, uh, your knockouts of the year, what you'd like to see next year. Uh, email me, OC at ultimatecouchfans.com. If you enjoyed it, spread the word and have a great uh, Christmas and New Year. Thanks for supporting the show. Us. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.